Hopefully she'll make us some coffee. She's rolling out now. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Okay. I debated whether I was going to show this or not, but I, 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 got, I got to show it. I got to show it. Because yesterday, if you remember, I went after I went after the women pretty hard yesterday, talking about the way they dress and all that kind of stuff and how provocative they are towards the men. And I was feeling a little bit guilty after the show. And uh, not really. I don't feel too guilty because I, I knew it was the truth. I just felt guilty. It was so harsh. By the way, we're taking communion today. So get, get some elements ready while you can. Hopefully Joe's out there is going to be able to. I just, I just got to show you this. I mean... I don't know if God, if it's safe to say, I'm looking at my phone here, bear with me a second. I don't know whether it's safe to say that God has a sense of humor, but God must have a sense of humor. Uh, Jonathan, uh, put, don't, put, don't put it up there yet, it, but the one that says bikini, pull that up there. So Michelle and I go to the beach, and we put our we put our towels down on, on the beach. Oh, man. You know, it's something about, I'm sunburnt bad today, really bad. I got blisters on my forehead, couldn't hardly sleep. My own fault. But uh, laying on the beach, and there's just something about laying on the beach and the steady slap of those waves, you know? Slap. Slap. Man, if you can't sleep in that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, Michelle and I are there. We're laying down on the beach, and all of a sudden, uh, most of you know, yesterday, again, yesterday, I was getting on the fact of how women dress and how provocative they are and how it gets a man's libido, libido gone. And, you know, God, and then the woman claims that she got raped. And I, you know, I talked about why do women dress like that? Why do women, why do women show their cleavage? It's eye candy. Is that what it, what's what? So, sort of what I talked about yesterday. And Michelle and I were sit, sitting there minding our own business on our own towels. I know the Lord has a sense of humor, although maybe it's the devil with a sense of humor because the Lord wouldn't tempt me. But the next thing I know, come walking right towards Michelle and I, is this picture I'm about to show you. Not yet, Jonathan. Not yet. Not yet. And uh, I was just kind of, I saw it at first, and I was kind of stunned. And I thought, hmm, why would she dress like that? That was, the, that, that was the reaction. I said to Michelle, look at that. Why would she dress like that? By the way, she was very nice. And the, and the picture I'm going to show you, she and Michelle um, posed for a picture. But it was, the sun was so bright that when I looked into the camera, I thought I was getting both of them, but I, on that later, I didn't get. I, <laughs> I didn't have it centered. Michelle wasn't in the picture at all, so it wasn't like I was out snapping pictures of girls in bikinis, right? But uh, here's what I said. Good, Jonathan. This is what this is what was on the beach yesterday. Look at that, friends. You, you ought to see it. She, Michelle's right beside her. That shows how, what a lousy job I was doing with the camera. She's got this girl's got a beer. Look at look look at this. Now. <laughs> Oh my goodness, she's a sweet, she was real nice. We took a picture with us, and I mean, wow. But from the rear, the rear end, 
So I rest, not dressed. I rest my case. I didn't even get it centered. Michelle's standing right beside her. I was trying to get a picture of both of them together. And uh, hey, she knew what she had, and she was flaunting it, right? Why, why else would she show up like that? Why would you, why would you dress like that on the beach? Oh, my goodness, my goodness. So um, I rest my case. You pull that down there, John, before everybody sends me an email and says I'm tempting them and all that, and all that kind of stuff. So Michelle and I are down in uh, down where the sun's really, really hot. We just had a major, major uh, thunderstorm come through this morning. Michelle just rolled out of bed. I haven't been able to sleep all night because, should I show you? My red belly. I don't even know if I can get up there high enough to show you. My belly's red. Oh, my goodness. So I couldn't lay on my belly and sleep. Did it to myself. We're sure seeing a lot of skin this morning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I turned anybody <laughs> on the beach yesterday, you know. It, it is amazing, though. It, it really is. Hey, go ahead and get your, uh, get your communion ready. and get uh, Myra, go ahead and pray us in, and then we'll get the – are you in there, Joe? Can you, can you do communion for us this morning? <clears throat> yes, sir. All right, buddy. So, Myra, go ahead and do your thing. Pray us in. Everybody get uh, get the, some type of element there if you can. I will be honored to coach. Good morning, Saints. How we doing? Doing good. Um, 1 John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them be- because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle and open our hearts to you. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Matthew 5, 21 to 22. Ye have heard that it was said of them of all time, thou shall not kill. and Whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Proverbs 23, 7. For as, the, for as he faken in his heart, so is he. Eat Amen. and drink, save he to thee, but his heart is now is not with me. Proverbs 8, 36. But he that sinneth against me wrong his own soul. All Amen. that they hate me, love death. They sure do. Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and shall, thou shall bruise his heel. Isaiah 59.19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come, in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a, lift up a standard against him. 1 Timothy 2.9. In like manner, also the women adorn themselves in modest appeal with shamefulness and sobriety, not with brighter hair or gold or pearls or costly array. And the closing verse for Friday, May the 6th, 2022 is Ephesians 5:22 to 23. Wives, submit unto your own husband as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. 
I unleash resurrection power and love and joy unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I see uh, Bobby Lee and Roger got their hands up. Let's see what they what, what they want to say here. So go ahead, uh, go ahead, uh, Bobby. Go ahead, Roger. Dave, you're just closed-minded. <laughs> now, yeah, by yeah. golly, Dave, now listen, it's 2022. Yeah. If the chicks want to walk half naked or actually 80% naked, that's the way it is, brother. Now, you just need to move in to the right decade and century, okay? I guess, so. I, I guess so, Roger. She was just she was just advertising her wares, and how dare I uh, say anything about it? I'm, how, I'm, how, dare, how dare you take on the free enterprise system? <laughs> well, I, did, wasn't, I wasn't planning on paying for it. If, that, if that's what you meant, that'd be the free enterprise system. Amen on that one. Bobby didn't want to say any hands down. Cool. Uh, yeah, Bobby's hand is up. Go, Bobby. Yes, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Listen, I explained to, explained to a group, group of guys yesterday what's going on with these public schools. So what you have here is a prime example of, of the same uh, females in every college in America that's, that's butt naked on every college spring break and, and, and butt wild on every college campus in America coming back and explaining to your kids in classrooms, every school in America, that homosexual butt sex is, is a great thing, as, as you would say. And, and to take it further – all of the female talking heads that you see on TV were off the hook in, in every sorority house and doing the same other thing on spring break. And these are the same people that are social engineering America and indoctrinating your kids. Bobby, well said. And I, I want to jump in here in defense of the women. Um, if we told men to be virtuous men, I, I, I kind of came away yesterday that I felt like it was all the women's fault. And it isn't all the women's fault. We should train our children to be virtuous. I, we, I try to train our little grandson, David. I said, David, men protect women. Men honor women. And uh, I'm all, all the electricity involved with the sexual whatever goes on between men and women, that's, that's one thing. But if we treated men to be honorable to women, we certainly wouldn't be in the mess as well. As well. Thanks, Bobby. Dale. Amen, brother. As I typed yesterday, there's more cotton on the tip of a Q-tip than there was in that lady's bathing suit. Now, here's the crazy thing. Listen, brother, I'm not, it doesn't matter what side, but I mean, do you see men going around with a bathing suit like that, wearing that on? What does that tell me? I get it. Men's mind think one way, women's mind think another. It's a sad thing that uh, a father would allow his daughter to go out like that, to look like that. I love the beach, Coach, but I will, I refuse to go to the beach because that's what I would be susceptible to. And I'm sorry that you have to be susceptible to that also. And I, know you, I know you overcome, brother, but the fact of the matter is that we do. But I'll say that in the same way. There's more cotton on the tip of a Q-tip than that girl's yeah. baby suit. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, Joe, you ready to take us through communion here? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. Um, you know, uh, everyone, I've, I, I think I, I shared before that when Coach challenged us late last summer, uh, Matthew 26, 26 for 26 days, uh, uh, that really woke me up as to that we take communion for granted. And it's not something to take for granted. It's a privilege. And... Um, did a little research yesterday and I discovered this. I've already heard it referred to as the meal that heals, but I didn't know that there were books written about it. I didn't know that Perry Stone wrote a book about it called the meal that heals. Um, 
So there's really a lot more to communion than we think. Um, and so given it's the meal that heals, I mean, that brings to light Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes we are healed. But we don't have to go to the Old Testament. We can have 1 Peter 2, 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Amen. Amen. So um, as we go into communion today, I'm going to read Matthew 26, 26 again. And um, uh, let's say a little prayer. Uh, let's remember that this is a privilege, not just something we do. Amen. Heavenly Father, dear Jesus, thank you so much for your sacrifice and all you've done for us and for giving us this privilege. And uh, we ask your uh, forgiveness for our transgressions and sins Amen. before you so we are clean and, and cleansed in your eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for our salvation and for your sacrifice. And thank you for those healings that will take place with these communions as we're more and more aware that this is the meal that heals. Amen. 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 Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Amen. Hey, um, Betty, Betty, yeah. come in here quickly if you could. Talk a little yeah. bit about what's going on with David Heavner. Pull that up there because Michelle and I, we're going we're gonna to fly out of here one time early tomorrow morning, and we will be down in Dayton on uh, Saturday afternoon. Betty, maybe you can fill us in a little bit about, about how people get in, can get involved with the, the online auction and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I had post that, and I can post it again. Yes, the, the online uh, auction is going to be going on for 30 days after Saturday. And there's some beautiful stuff there. And also, you can buy tickets to come to the red carpet premiere, which starts at 6 o'clock tomorrow night in Brookville. Yeah, I'm Actually, sorry. Yeah, sorry, right? Tomorrow night, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Actually, at Neil Peterson's church. So, you know, and there's going to be goodies and, you know, you'll get to meet a lot of great people, you know. So come on, we're going to go set up today and tomorrow. So we're going to stay busy, but we'd love to see you. If you live close, come on. 20 bucks isn't that much to enjoy a night and see his new movie. Now, Betty, you said that if you just wanted to support him, don't buy a ticket. Just make make a donation. Is that what you said to do? Yes, please. Yeah, just uh, hit the donation button. This way they know how many people are coming for, uh, like, uh, seating and everything else. All right. So they got to count. Thanks, Betty. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I, got, I, I just want to send a, a, a shout out to – I have a group of people every every day. Chuck. Chuck sends me uh, 
10, 15 articles, videos every day. I've never met Chuck. And he sent me the kindest uh, little note yesterday with what he sent to me. So I listen, I just want all of you to know how much, uh, what a team this is. That some of the information I get, I didn't dig out. Somebody sent it to me. And uh, a lot of you do that kind of stuff regularly. And sometimes I find it germane to play. One of the one of the issues I run into when we put the show together, uh, you can't show a video that runs too long. Just kind of, you know, so then we try to post it you can, that you can watch it later. But I just wanted to uh, tip my cat, Chuck, because he's always, every day, <laughs> every day he's sending me a bunch of, bunch of good stuff. So thanks, Chuck, for doing that. And then show that other picture of my my bride and I, if you can, out there, or Jonathan. Michelle, I looked at I looked at her yesterday. The man, daggone. That's a, that's a good-looking woman right there. Do you have it, Jonathan? Can you pull it up? Uh, it's a picture of me and, me and Michelle together. Don't see it? Probably wearing the same. It doesn't matter. People don't care. Hey, listen, while Jonathan's looking for that, Dr. Paul, come on in. I want to make this a flea flicker Friday. Really, I got some stuff I want to get, but I want to hear from some of you guys as well. So, Paul, come on in. Yeah, I just want to second what you said um, about this uh, note in the network, uh, Christian Revolution. Uh, and I'm new to this stuff, but uh, I'm catching on pretty quick. Uh, Ohio, Brett, another the note in the network, as I can see it. He, he connected me with uh, Judy uh, Mikovich yesterday. Oh, yeah, good, good. It went, it went really well. <laughs> uh, of course, after 40 minutes, I had a headache. <laughs> she's, I, she's, a, she's an old hockey player, man. She's, she is, she's one tough mama. She but is. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed at, at, at uh, the power of this group, and I, I hope we – uh, I hope we keep our guard up. Um, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I just, uh, and ask for that, uh, ask for that discernment every day. Thanks. You know, Paul, uh, again, the old football coach in me, there's, there's more than one way to coach a football team. There's Michelle and I out there. Isn't she pretty? Wow. And uh, there's more than one way to coach a team. You can, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. You can throw the ball all over the place. A lot of different ways to do it. And one of the things that we have to guard, guard against, and it's really, really young, uh, prevalent is we always want to tell somebody else how to how to run a play. And the thing that I like best about this is come in and tell us how you run your play. But don't get, don't don't expect us to always agree with you. Don't expect us to, you know, do it in, do it in a nice way. Do it in a loving, caring way. And uh we just try to try to encourage one another, one another, not tear each other down. Isn't that isn't that a beautiful woman? We're right on the edge of the right, right on the edge of the water. It looked like I got a hold of some some Hollywood starlet out there when I was on the beach. Betty, come on in. Actually, it's a pretty darn cute couple, if you want to ask me. But anyway, I'm going to say something about my event. Today's the last day for that hotel. But you know what? There's plenty of hotels around, and maybe they're kind enough to let you go under past the salt uh, ministry at, with the block. And if you can. Uh, you know, when you, it says, uh, whatever that donate, not donate button, but the other button where you attend, you don't have to pay anything, but at least let us know how many people are coming. We'd really appreciate that. Betty, how, how, do they, how do they do that, Betty? How do they, if they want to come, so you think I would know, I run the website, right? Uh, put, yeah. put, up, put the website up there real quick, Jonathan, if you could, events. 
And Jonathan, can you open the chat a minute so I can put that uh, website in for David Havener whenever you get time? Yep. Just go to go to events, Jonathan, up the top. The Wisconsin Song Line Brigade, the Texas Song Line Brigade, they're getting together. Uh, I haven't looked. I haven't looked at it in a couple of days. Then Benny's doing one on the twenty seventh. Now, now, friends, listen. That's three weeks away. That's why I haven't had an urgency about it, Betty. Still right. three. But Betty's urgent, has an urgency because you get a hotel discount if you if you get your reservations now. That's that's her urgency. Yeah, and then you can actually cancel. So if you make the reservation, as long as you cancel two or three days before, then you're good. All right, good. Thanks, Betty. Uh, Kevin. Well, Coach, you answered my question, but I was going to ask you, who's the babe standing behind you? Is there yeah. a, a beauty contest going on at the beach while you guys are there? Is, or is, what? is, that, is that girl something, huh? Oh, I you, you married I'm up, Coach. You, you married up. Not, no, I did. She married up. <laughs> I won't tell you said that. We both married up, right? We both married up. It's all good. It's all good. Um, cool. Michelle's barking at me here in the background. Said something. Pardon, I got to jump on my phone, and my phone went dead on me. I want to. Uh, what? Are, what? Are, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Number two. Pull up number two. I got a couple things I want to show you this morning, and then again, uh, again, uh, it's a it's a flea flicker Friday. This on Lou Rockwell. I didn't get a chance to look at him today. They now, folks. They now know it. What? Vaccine shedding has finally been proven. Fine. I'm not going to take time to read it all. You can go there. Maybe we can stick this in the chat for people, Jonathan. But there is no doubt now they have the evidence that the people who are spreading the vac- spreading the COVID are the vaccinated. They now have it. Isn't that unbelievable? And then let me give you another one. Go to go to B, Jonathan. Pull up B. Look at this. FDA limits use of Johnson and Johnson COVID vaccine due to risk of life-threatening blood clots. Johnson & Johnson finally was forced to admit that their blood, that their vaccine is killing people. A year after it lifted, Paul's one-shot regiment taken by 18 million people. And it goes down through the article, I, without, without diving into it, tell how many people they know have died, know or at least have reported that have died from the blood clots from the FDA. Now, isn't that what we said? Isn't that what we said? I think so. Okay, now listen. I'm going to do a. <clears throat> I'm going to do a. Uh, um, a flea flicker Friday. I want you to get in, but I want to show you one other thing before we before I get rolling on this one. Hold up for me, Jonathan, if you can. Uh, two two short videos, really. Pull up number five and number six. Number five is this guy who works for. Uh, uh, Klaus Schwab, is that right? That Yari, 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 Yari. Look, folks, look. He's a Yari, Yuval Harari, professor, Department of History, Hebrew University of Jerusalem. Oh, I could say something I want. And he's going to talk about new religions. Hey, friends, this stuff is real. This, this stuff is real. Go ahead and play that, Jonathan. COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. 
If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen under so skin. far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We're now seeing mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet, above all they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. I know that in recent years, we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have in important institutions like universities, like respectable media outlets. These populist politicians told people that, say, scientists are this small elite disconnected from the real people. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. That's over, folks. <laughs> the Luciferians are alive. He admits it, right? He admits it, but now they want to get underneath the skin. They want to get inside of you and control your behavior inside under the skin. Now, that's not it. Hey, Jonathan, there's another one there from this this, uh, this freak. And I guess if I can pull it up here, Mike, it's uh, called New Religions. New Re Same dude. Same dude, folks. These are the guys who are sitting at the top trying to manipulate all of us. Go ahead and play this one real quickly. Same guy. Bear with us there a second, folks. My religion is eternal, to never change. Fundamentalists tend to think that religions are eternal, or at least my religion is eternal, that never changed, that Judaism did not change at all since the times of the Bible. Religions are really made by humans, not by gods, not in heaven. Christianity has no true essence. Christianity is whatever Christians make of it. And Judaism is whatever Jews make of it. And they have made of it very different things in different times and places. So if you adapt Christianity to dealing with the questions and the technologies of the 21st century, it can still be very relevant. We will see the emergence of new religions. Uh, you can call them techno-religions, religions based on technology and not based on a belief in God or in, in, in a holy book. Um, and from that perspective, you can say that the most interesting place in the world 
for religions today is not the Middle East, but it's Silicon Valley. Wow. Google and Facebook and Amazon are creating not just new gadgets, they are really creating new religions in the sense that they make all the traditional promises that religions make, will bring you happiness, will bring peace, will even create paradise and give you, and you live forever in paradise. But here on earth, with the help of technology, and not after you die, with the help of supernatural beings. Um, and actually, this is not the first techno-religion in history. You can say that the first techno-religion in history was socialism that arose in the 19th century in, as a result of the Industrial Revolution. And you have Marx and Engels and later Lenin and Trotsky and so forth coming and saying, okay, forget about the Bible and all that. We will create paradise on earth with the help of the industrial technology. I think that religions are extremely powerful in the world today, but they are far less powerful than they were 300 or 1,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the traditional fields that religions dominated in the past, they have lost them to, to science, to technology, to new institutions. Religion, See, folks, we don't control the schools anymore. Huh? Religion doesn't control the schools. It's a new religion. Religion doesn't, Christianity doesn't control the government. It's the new religion. Christianity doesn't control marriages. It's the new religion. Christianity doesn't control medicine. It's a new religion. These guys are dead serious and it's playing out right in front of us. Keep going. Just a couple more minutes, gentlemen. They are much, much weaker than they were in pre previous ages. They still have influence, but... They, if they don't adapt to the new conditions of the 21st century, they are going to continue losing their influence and to, to new institutions, to new movements. With all the current issues on our agenda, we tend to forget that we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution, which accelerates global change in much more comprehensive and faster ways since the previous three revolutions. And you see, the difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who are changed. And of course, this has a big impact on your identity. We need to realize that humans are now hackable animals. You can hack them. A good two-way communication system, direct communication system, between brains and computers, this is kind of a, the, the watershed moment. I mean, once you have a good two-way, nobody has any idea what happens after that. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. 
I think the, the big okay, process that's, that's I've seen enough of you get it, right? You get it, folks. We better you better realize that these guys have seized control. These are the guys behind the scenes that are uh, are undermining everything. What what did uh, I can I can be like God, I will sin, I will be like the most high. That was the battle cry of Satan. And it's right now in front of us. Dr. Paul, come on in. You get the impression that these fools have a, a lot of guards around them to be so, so bold at, uh, to proclaim this bullshit. Well, this Paul, <clears throat> see, they won't call this religion, but it is religion, isn't it? It's, oh. it's the ultimate humanism, folks. Secularism, humanism, the religion that they've been teaching in our public schools since the 1960s. So they have programmed at least two, maybe three generations of America away from Christianity. Subtly, they've been doing to us, and then we can't understand why a girl shows up on the beach with a little bit of cotton over her, over her whatever. We, we, our loss of morality. Rochelle, come in. Hey, good morning, team. Um, I just this um, what this man is saying. I've heard this before and my brain goes back to genesis 11 where um it's the tower of babel story and um you know yahweh looks down on earth and sees um they're all of one mind they're all of one language so this is only the beginning of what they can do and then he came down and you know confused the languages but that's you know what he's saying about the you know free will is over yeah once they get those, you know, once they tap into our brains and make every thought evil all the time. Yeah. Hey, Rochelle, do you think this guy's even, do you think he's even a human? Hey, folks, uh, I, I, mean, I don't say that jokingly. At this point, this no. Human? At this point, no. I think there's a, a, a point where you lose your humanity. And no, I don't see a human when I look at that guy. I don't either. I agree. I don't, Absolutely I don't either. agree. I think he sold his soul. If he had one. Randy. That's exactly, Coach, what I was going to say. You're looking at a really educated demon. That's all That's all you're seeing. And, and, and Coach, look, they're, they're showing you their hand. They're showing you their Randy, hand. not only are they showing their hand, they're telling us they're coming after us. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and what's his first thing out of the Christianity, Christianity, you know, and then all the rest of the religions. They know, they know who they have to take down. To that's right. They weren't screaming about Islam or about uh, uh, Shinto shrines or none of that, right, Randy? Christianity. Amen, Coach. So, but, but you know what, here, the, 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 the arrogance and the pride, this is how it took Satan down how many, how many times before, many, many times. This is what will, will get them. This is what will be their fall. They're not going to win, Coach. That this is. Don't let this spook anybody. I mean, this is this is just your enemy. They're showing you who they are. They're not going to win. But where would I find the five eye wills of Satan? Is that in? Uh, where is that? I want, I want Isaiah you to chapters fourteen. Isaiah fourteen. Pull that up, Jonathan, if you can, real quickly. <clears throat> Myra, come on in while we're pulling that out there. Isaiah fourteen. Yes, Coach. In regard to. Uh... Dr. Gosselin's uh, and Betty's uh, remarks about unity and the Christian revolution and the huddle. I say 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, Britain, farewell, become complete, be of good comfort of, of one to another and live in peace and the God and the love of peace will be with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay. So look, folks. I, I think 14, it's a, Jessica, 13, be right with I think you. Mark, it's 13, be right with 14. You. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm sorry. I uh, stepped on you. 
I said, I think it's Isaiah 13, 14. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, I think it's 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 13, I mean, 14, 13. Yeah, that's right. So uh, there it is. Stop right there. How that, how, going back down a little bit, Jonathan. There it is. Verse 12. How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You've been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend upon the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead and to the depths of the pit. See, folks, there are the five I wills. And that's what we're seeing going on right now today. That's Isaiah 14, beginning, I think it was verse 12, where we begin. Jessica, come on in. Coach, the big lie is that these are new religions. Right. There's nothing new about it. And and it's hysterical. I mean, no wonder God sits in the heavens and laughs, because these people are proving everything he wrote, everything he gave to us in Amen. the Bible. They're just Amen. They're just following the script. It's the, the, no wonder he sits in the heaven and laughs. You know, there's the nothing new under the sun. Well, the only thing that's new, though, Jessica, is their technology is so greatly increased. That's what that's what makes it uh, something that we have to really, really take ourselves seriously. But you're right, right? Yeah, the, I'm not entirely convinced that this technology wasn't at one time also available. We just don't know about it. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, we absolutely have to be aware of it and everything. But it's it's like you know to sit there and say that you know they're going to make themselves gods and and um or make you know make people into gods and. And it's just, it, it just blows my mind. It's yeah, like, we, don't you realize we, that you're, you're, you're proving yourself wrong in, in what you're saying. Pride goes before the fall. They're so prideful. They think they're untouchable and that's, what's going to bring them down. But we have to realize where it is that they are trying to take us folks. If we don't, if we don't, hey, if we don't connect dots, right? Look, are you looking at me? COVID wasn't about COVID. COVID was about control. COVID was about programming you programming you to socially distance, to isolate yourself, to take a jab, to take away your will, to show that you are, in fact, obeying the new God of government, the new God of technology, the new God of medicine. Don't you understand that? We just read that in Isaiah 14, 12, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, the destruction, the murder of God. That's what's going on. And as somebody said earlier, it's not just the murder of God, it's the murder of the Christian God. Murder. They're not after the Hindus. They're not after them. They're after. Uh, you guys Amen, coach. And and many who call them Christians are being deceived by it. They are. It's men. Why? In the in the name of government, in the name of safety, in the name of pick whatever whatever word you want to use. They're lying and deceiving us. It's all through deception, folks. The only weapon. Listen. The only weapon the enemy has is deception. Bible says he was a liar from the beginning. There is no truth in him. Can we just stop for a second? And I'm going to open it up here. Uh, You don't have to raise your hand. Can somebody tell me again the lies that they have told us in regards to abortion? 
I'm just going. I'm just going to listen. Somebody tell me a lie that that not only just told us a lie, but a lie that a majority of Americans are accepting as the truth. And all Satan can do is tell lies. He doesn't just tell lies. If he opens his mouth, it is a lie. He's incapable of telling the truth. Let me hear some abortion lies. Life doesn't begin at conception. Amen. It's only a fetus. Yeah. They're better off dead. The blob of tissue. It's just a medical procedure. Safe. <laughs> it's best for the woman. My body, my choice. My body, my choice, and don't you judge me. You'll be the oh, same afterwards. Huh. You'll be the it's same. just a parasite. Doesn't hurt the baby. It's the law of the land. We get it, right, folks? All of those lies that we just heard spew out of the mouth of those who want to slaughter babies. All of them do. And so if, we are, if we're not smart enough to understand the game, how the, how the devil plays his game, and he plays his game through lies and deceptions, if we don't pick this up and understand it, we're going to continue to be deceived. The Bible tells us, do not be deceived. Take captive every thought. Why do you have to take a thought captive? Because if you take a thought captive, you drag it into the obedience of God. Say, wait a minute, that's not her, my body, my choice. That's not her body. It's got that baby's got some blood test. It's got blood type. It's got some DNA. Some of them have penises. How can that be her body when it's got a penis? What? All of these lies that they use, we don't counter. Oh, by the way. Who's supposed to counter him? The church. God's people. God's body. Do we counter him? No. We accept him. We accept him. We actually believe that a woman's life will be better after her abortion. How stupid are we? How stupid? If you're out there and you've had an abortion, how could you ever let any other girl fall into that lie that her life's going to be better? Coach, we ignore them. Ignore them. Don't bring it up. That's too controversial right. for the views. And, and Joe, because truth, <clears throat> truth always wins. Truth always prevails, folks. Their arguments are so thin. They have, they have nothing. They have no truth that they're standing on. In the entire abortion debate, they have no. Okay, I'm going to wait. Somebody tell me some truism about abortion. Give me a truism about abortion. Woman's life going to be better? No. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. It can take a long time to forgive yourself. Mm. Amen. You're at risk for you're at risk for harming yourself and your future children. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what I hear a lot, Rochelle? I hear about whether well, it's going to be poor. Just going to be poor. I said, well, how can all poor babies in? But that is so stupid. There's no logic to any of their argument. We let them get away with it. Mark Trump, come in. Good to hear you, one, Mark. Yeah, I was going to just go back to the monks who took the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls and went to a cave. Why would they leave society? You know, one is to save the word of God, what they thought was. Another could be technology. Okay, why do Mennonites not want technology? 
You know, why is it that some, quote, religions know it's bad, but others eat it up? And it's not even part of their religion, religion to bond with technology. Maybe, Coach, abortions in church isn't being talked about. Maybe LGBT isn't being talked about. But I know transhumanism isn't being talked about. No. And the modification of our bodies, admiring clay and iron. I mean, that's what it means, and it's coming. And, you know, I know Satan will be defeated in the end and all that, but a lot of people got to go through a lot of stuff, Coach. And this was the first lesson you had me teach. Mm. And here we are. Here we are. Right, Coach? Here we are. Here we are. Hey, Jonathan, uh, go to Webster's Dictionary real quickly and look up the word captive. Because, you know, you think of all the words that the Bible could have used. Hang on. I'll be right with you, Reggie and Jeff and Craig. Uh, take captive every thought. What does it mean to captive? Captive. A prisoner taken by force or stratagem in war. Isn't that amazing? Take captive. That the, that the Lord would use that term. Take captive. Take prisoner by force or stratagem. Every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. One who is charmed or subdued by beauty or excellence. One whose affections are seized or who is held by strong ties of love. That's a captive. One who is ensnared by love or flattery. See, that girl who had that bikini on, she was ensnared by flattery. She wanted everybody looking at her. I said to Michelle, I said, that girl's going to be fat when she gets about 10 years from now. She got herself a fat body. A slave, ancient captives were enslaved by their conquerors. So take captive every thought, enslave every thought. Boy, that gives it a different perspective, doesn't it? Because we find out from that, that guy that just, girl, whatever his name is, they are trying to take his captive, folks. They're trying to take his captive to their system. That's where the war lies. Reggie. Thank you, Coach. Going back to Harari and Schwab, what I think about often and I actually pray about every day is I'm worried for many of my brothers and sisters of Christian army that really think that they're they're Christian. And my worry is when they hear these things, they really don't heed it. And I know for a fact that God is instructing many of us to do certain things. I can hear his voice when he speaks. He speaks to my soul and I know what he's asking me to do. And the thing that worries me is many are still sitting on the fence, just waiting. And the third of the stars that fell with the dragon were not taken because they rebelled directly against God. It's because they sat on the fence waiting to see which way they should go. Hot or cold, hot or cold. And that is what concerns me because if you're not literally obeying the movements of the Holy Spirit within you to do certain things, that's scary because I feel a time ticking and that's just kind of what I wanted to say. Well, Reggie, the word says, my sheep hear my voice, and another voice they will not hear. Now, I think, the, I think that's the wrong word, hear. My, my, my sheep obey my voice. Obey. And another voice they will not obey, right? Because I hear voices all the time. I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? Thoughts or voices. And if you are grounded in the word, 
you immediately take it through that prism of truth or false. Truth or false, right? So we have to take it captive, and if we don't, that thought will captivate us. Jeff, come on in. But you know, you've always been saying lately, you got to go on the offense, and then you listen to that guy, and it's it's what we got to do. Here's they're, already, of- they're already on offense, right, Jeff? Yeah. Here's a couple quick examples. I got another pastor coming into church in the garage. I'm pastor Matt Schwartz. The other night, we had 24 people there. Three of them sitting there exposed themselves to the depression they're having. And they're Christians. They're getting beat down. Then I got um, Tuesday, Wednesday. Remember Mark, my mechanic, the young kid that was yep. there for three years, yeah. could just fix anything. 27 years old, Hodgkin's lymphoma they've diagnosed him with. And where did he come? To the garage. Wow. I got to sit with him, pray with him, me and Pastor Bill. We led him to the Lord. And wow. Pastor Bill said, you have a spiritual son now. You know, I mean, and then we're going to the square this Saturday for the abortion stuff. You can stay busy. There is so much. but And we've had other people coming just because, and Mark asked me the other day, 27 years old, pray for Mark, Mark Tanner. He told Pastor Bill, he said, listen, he said, I want JC to marry. He's getting married, him and his girlfriend. He said, I want him to marry me. I want you to ordain him. And I want, and Pastor Bill says, I want to see that. He said, <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's a 27-year-old kid that is, has heard me for three years, and he comes around ready. Well, Jeff, we'll ordain you. We'll ordain you. I could, I could, folks, I could get into that whole thing there, right? The ordination. As I said before, that's uh, nothing more than government acknowledgement of what you're already doing, right? If you're already walking and, and, and doing all that stuff. So take captive every thought. It exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I had a had a great point I was going to make, and I lost it as Jeff was talking. It comes back to me. I'll bring it back up. Good morning, Craig. Well, Coach, I want to put in a, a hypothetical thing. Who who are the nations? The nations are the watchers. The nations are the fallen, as Reggie was talking about. Look at your first thing in Isaiah fourteen, uh, twelve. It says how you've weakened. The nations. Mm, okay. Up, okay, these nations are the watchers. There were God divided the nations in Genesis ten. He divided men to have watchers over them. That's why Daniel says, "By the decree of the watchers, the watchers have authority." And I want to take you to something. This is where we all. This is where I disagree with some of my lovely brothers and sisters here. <laughs> okay. Uh, at the very end of the book here, it talks about the first resurrection that says, over such a second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ. So this has to be after the Christ, okay? And they shall reign with him a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And it says, now when a thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out and deceive who? Nations. The nations. Doesn't say people. If the nations are watchers again. Now, I want to go. This is Michael Heiser. This is what put me on this. Maybe you could have Spencer pull this up and read Psalm 82. I can do it if you want, or it might be better if you sit. Psalm 82. This is God talking to these watchers. Because at the very end, it says, 
you will die like men. Mm. Well, men, men always die like men, right? <laughs> but these watchers become to die like men. It never says watchers. It doesn't say nations. But if you can just read it, this is a. And what I'm just trying to say is, as this guy Harari is, you will be become gods. Okay, God is fighting against the small g gods, and we are a part of it. Psalm 82. God presides in the great assembly. He renders judgment against the gods. I don't think this is King James, is it, Johnson? I'm okay with it. I don't think it is. It's a, it's that sissy one. I could I felt that right away. God presides. There you go. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. Wow, interesting. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah, which means basically peace. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. See, the wicked make people poor and needy. You understand that? The wicked financial system, the wicked rules and laws have been taught to our children. That Those wicked laws, that's what are putting people into darkness. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Well, this is good, Craig. I said, ye are gods, and all of your children are the most high. But ye shall die like men. Wow. And fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God. Judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. And die like men, aren't they? Huh? That's the great deception, see? That's great. I will be like God. I will be like the Most High. I will ascend. Dr. Paul, come in. Holy Spirit talking. We can't let our guard down. Um, I'm listening to Trump. I love what he has to say. Can't let our guard down. Um, this transhumanism stuff is going to make the road pretty bumpy ahead. In terms of uh, understanding words do mean things, etymology of words. I was talking to Reggie the other day. I wanted her to look the word fascination up. I, I keep finding this when we talk about transhumanism and everything. It's it's actually the act of bewitching. <laughs> Okay, fascination, noun, action, the act of bewitching. Um, vaccination, look that up there if you could, Jonathan. Vaccination. Fascination. 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 Take captive of every word. That's what brought this up. Take captive of every thought. We're fascinated about something. I want you to stop and think what's going on That's being right. witched. That's right. Okay. So um, like like yesterday with the with the girl with the little patch of cloth on, on her. Uh, that I was trying to get in her head, Paul. What, what possibly would make her dress like that? She just wants attention. She didn't get it from her father. Something, Sorry. Right? So fascination is the act of bewitching or enchanting. I never, I never knew this. I never knew this. Enchantment, witchcraft, a powerful or irresistible influence. What do they call Disney? Land of enchantment, don't they? Land of enchantment. Wow. A powerful or irresistible influence on the affections or passions. Unseen, inexplicable influence. The ancients speak of two kinds of fascination. One by the look of the eye, the other by words. Wow, Paul, good catch. Good one. Thanks, Jonathan. Myra. 
Coach, in regard to the Holy Spirit, what did uh, Jesus said? Uh, what did Jesus did? And we read in Luke 4, 1, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Rochelle. Thank, thanks, Coach. Um, I just got me thinking, um, you know, in First Peter, I think three somewhere where he where Jesus descends and speaks to the proclaims to the spirits and uh, I don't know what to call it hell or the abyss, whatever. I'm, I'm wondering if those spirits were um, some of the watchers that were sentenced to. It's just making me think in a different way. You know, maybe he uh, d- this is so deep. This is so deep. We start thinking of these nations and the fallen ones. And, you know, who was he speaking to down there? He didn't go down there to speak to men, did he? Those weren't men's souls he's he's proclaiming. It, he's, isn't he talking to those angels who were deceived, saying, look, ha, here I am, and I'm well, he said he's, he said gonna, with me, and you're staying here. He said you're going to die like men, so obviously they weren't men, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, well you, got, Coach, you got to remember, he said, Abraham, I will make you a great nation, mm. okay? And mm. if you go and you keep reading Psalm 83, you'll see that Israel is God's nation. God stayed to look after the people of Israel. The other watchers were divided amongst the 70 to look after men. Michael Heiser puts it this way. He says, God was dealing with men on a one-to-one basis up to the, after the flood. He divided it amongst 70 of his uh, created high angels, watchers, whatever you want. And they were supposed to look after these group of men like God would look after Abraham mm. and make him a great nation. And that's why the United Nations, I always say, are the United Watchers. It's the regathering of wow. these. Okay. So I'm not, I'm just trying to say, think yeah. about it, see if it applies, see if it's consistent throughout the whole Bible and let the Holy Spirit lead you. Crazy. And one more thing, one more thing, Coach. When you go to when you go to Matthew twenty six, it talks about uh, or twenty five thirty one. It says the Son of Man will judge the nations. He separates the sheep from the goats. There are still some faithful watchers, but there's not faithful watchers too. Mm-hmm. So when he's, he's talking about nations, he's not talking about United States, Argentina. Craig, there's got to be some zeros in there somewhere, brother. Randy, come on in. Folks, the, the, the goal of God isn't just his Israel, his nation. It was to re-inherit. He disinherited at the Tower of Babel. Okay? He sent them out. He made them nations. That's where it basically happened. His plan is to re-inherit the nations. When, when did he do that, Coach? He did that when Matthew 28, the Great Commission, go and disciple the nations. That started at at Pentecost, Coach. Every nation on the earth was there, and they saw the Holy Spirit come to the earth, and they took it back. That was the beginning of re-inheriting the nations. Now, is that 1,000 years, 2,000 years? That's that's what we've got to search about, you know, figure it out. Mm. But it is God's will. It is his goal to take back the nations. What about the yeah. tree in the in the garden? It's final in Revelation. It is for the healing of the nations. So we, we know for sure, Coach, he wants the nations back. 
Jonathan, put Jonathan, search right there, disciple. Go and make disciples. What's that mean? Because we're not supposed to get people saved, I don't think. I don't think. A disciple is a learner, a scholar, one who receives and professes to receive instruction from another, a follower, an adherent to the doctrines of another. Hence, the constant attendance of Christ were called his disciples to teach, to train, to bring up, to make disciples of, to convert, to doctors. Go into all the world and make disciples. Go, not go get people saved. Go make disciples. Because we have a boat full of a lot of people who are saved, but they're not disciples. Those are not the same things. This authority he employed in sending missionaries to disciple. What? To train, to profess, to instruct. All nations. That's what we're that's what we're called to do. Wow. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.